Hey, you looking for some fetish fashion? Look in DF3's hole. Fancy's Fetish Factory has more than 600 kinky designs on clothing, household items, and even diaper stickers. From ABDLs to pups to even cucks, Fancy has a design for everyone. And the best part? He usually has a sale going on. From Fancy's hole to your closet, DF3 has style that is anything but vanilla. Hello, 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 and welcome to Newsy's Nook, a podcast where you can sit and relax while I try not to wet my pants. I am your host, Newsy Baby. This week in Newsy's Nook, calling all small furries, because we're getting a recap of Baby Furcon. This week in Newsy's Nook, creating events in our community is no small task, so I wanted to highlight the success of the first Baby Furcon in Santa Cruz, California. For more on the event, I brought in two of the organizers, plus a surprise guest. Well, thank you, thank you, thank you everyone for coming to Newsy's Nook. Just so the listeners can know, can I please have everyone introduce yourselves and what your titles are for Baby Furcon? Hi, I'm Cargo, like Chicago. And I was Baby Fur Con's chairman this year. Hello there. I'm Evox, like Evox, and I was the vice con chair for Baby Fur Con this year. And we have a special guest in the crib in Newsy Snook. A uh, special guest, would you like to introduce yourself? Hi, I'm Miles Ortega. Um, I'm the director of communications at AB Universe, and we were the platinum sponsor for Baby Fur Con this year. Let it be known that Miles is in a is in a giant crib. All right, everybody. So I have heard nothing but great things about this event. I had Nacho on, who was the previous con chair for the event, come on a couple months ago to talk about it. He said some amazing things like how it's going to be on the Santa Santa Cruz uh, pier and everything. And he created this big, spectacular event, and it finally happened. And I've heard nothing but good things. So. I'll go. I'll let you go first, uh, Evox. What did What did you think of the first uh, Baby Furcon? Well, um, if if the folks online and in person and at the event have anything in common, it's that everybody is saying that it went really well. And I think my my feelings about it sort of mirror that. I um I I spent so many different little side conversations with folks that this was their first con, where folks were saying. You know, this is the first time I've ever felt this accepted doing doing these sorts of things. I, I feel like this was a really wonderful safe space for me to explore who I am. And so, you know, I, I getting a little choked up about it even uh, because folks were they were just so kind um, and they just had so many wonderful things to say to all of my staff and, and all of Kago staff. Um, and it was it was just um it's fantastic. I think, I think, could it have gone any better? Um, honestly, it went better than we expected. So realistically, we've got some, we've got laundry list of things that we're going to make better next year, but um, it was, it was fantastic as it was. And there's so many moments that I can think of that just kind of like warm my heart and I'm still kind of riding that high and we're a week out. Like it has been, it has been a week and I am still riding the high from how awesome I think the event went. No, no con drop yet? 
No, con drop. It's not normal for me to get con drop. Uh, this one has been a uh, more extended con high than, than normal, I would say, but no con drop usually happens in my household. Oh, okay. Cargo, how, how about you? What did you, what did you think of the event? Yeah, you know, a lot of the same sentiments as, as what Evox has. Uh, it went, you know, we, we sort of set up uh, a bunch of things to try and create a particular vibe. And it it just, the end result just eclipsed everything I could have imagined. Uh, I had such a good time. I've had, I lost count of, of the number of attendees that sort of came up to me and say, Thank you and thank your team. Uh, the the this event is just so much. Uh, it, it's uh, I think the, the the best one that an attendee said to me was, "You have produced an immaculate vibe," and I I, I really love love that particular comment because uh, that's really what we set out to do was to create that safe space that everyone felt like they could express themselves and not feel like they had to apply a filter or be careful what in you know who might have been recording them or who might take it out of context and it, it was all about sort of creating that that safe space and and all the things we did to create that immaculate vibe miles high from the uh crib over there uh you go to many kink kink conventions and all that how did how did baby furcon compare to other kink conventions whether it be abdl or not how did this one compare and how did it really compare to like CAFCON and stuff, right? Because you have you go to a bunch of different events. For me, the thing about uh, Baby Furcon was that it showed how you can do really excellent things with a small crowd in a way that you can't with a big crowd. 500 people is enough people that you can walk through the bar on multiple days and get to know the same people again and again and again and learn a bit more about them. There's always some caution about working with an organization for its first in-person event. But the crew for Baby Furcon delivered in every aspect. We were confident, having supported them since their kind of digital inception through the pandemic, that they would do a good job. But hands down, this team pulled something brilliant. Yeah, absolutely excellent off for their first event. Let's go into what worked. Um, Evox, what, what, what would you say really worked for for this convention what do you think you were like yes we need to replicate that every year because that was just key everyone enjoyed that well I, I think there's actually two things um i think our pool party uh was probably the hotel's favorite thing that we did um and i think everybody in is in attendance probably would agree with that as well our our pool party was this sort of massive blast because we had uh, inflatables that were brought by one of our staff or one of our, our friends. Keiko knows their name. I'm, I'm missing it. Zoran. Zoran, right. So K Zoran brought all of their inflatables. And so there are seven foot tall inflatables in the pool, um, like six or seven of them. We, so the entire pool is a pool of inflatables. Every attendee on our upper levels got a squirt gun. So there are squirt guns in the hands of every single swimmer. And we have uh, a local DJ from Portland, a friend of mine, who is playing house music for three hours. And so there's there's good music. There's good vibes. People are jumping on the, the inflatables and scooting across the pool and falling off and trying again. And people are getting splashed and, you know, people are drinking. And it was just it was just kind of like this this kind of atmosphere that you just almost wanted to, like, 
sit and watch, but then you also, it was irresistible and you had to like also get in the water and get wet because it was just too much fun to be had to sit on the sidelines. And so we, we had our entire pool area just doing this for three or four hours. And so next year I would like to do that, you know, more than, more than just for three or four hours. I'd like to extend that, make the DJ sets longer, maybe have multiple DJs do something along those lines. Um, and then the second thing that I probably like think think about uh, being kind of a core thing, and I, I'm going to steal all of Kiga's answers here, but that's okay, um, is our classroom. Um, we had two of the most wonderful people um, help us just actually run a preschool for, for the weekend. Uh, we had Neri and Wen um, put up a whole bunch of, classroom materials, and I'm sure we had other volunteers that ran other things in that room, but Neri and Wen sort of um, held down the classroom. And so we had, you know, panels where there was like the brat panel, um, which is one that I actually uh, didn't necessarily participate in. I, it was one of the things that I, I stepped inside of and was going to take Neri aside and get one of those like, okay, impromptu photo shoots. But there was 40 people in the room. They were all being very, very bratty. They all had a wristband on with a different color that was how much punishment they had, you know, consented to. And Neri was, you know, running around and pointing people out that were throwing airplanes, hitting each other with our floor pillows. Like they were, it was chaos. The room was chaos. But in the center of that was this powerful, you know, mother-esque figure who was just like the teacher. And, and Neri was there just, you know, directing the room. She was putting dunce hats on folks. She was putting people in timeout. There was spanking. It was just like everybody consented to all of these things ahead of time. Uh, but it was, it was just really cute because everybody was trying to start trouble and Neri was there to answer it. Um, and, you know, likewise, when, when kind of ran around the con and, and uh, facilitated the same same schooling pr curriculum, but also was giving out uh, regression shots. And there's just all of these like little like impromptu sort of sporadic moments where where folks brought themselves to our event and folks folks, folks brought their authenticity to the event um, in a way that I just never expected. Um, and, you know, it's it's all of those sort of like magical moments overlapping that make me feel like, okay, this this actually is going well. You know, this is this is what we this is what we wanted it to be. Um, you know, we have the most wonderful staff and we have the most talented people just giving us their time freely. And that is what, you know, I think kind of made, made it all possible at the end of the day. Kago, what about you? What, what, what did, what did you say would be like the highlight of your weekend? What worked? What worked? Uh, I would say the first thing that comes to mind is how well we, we jived with the hotel. We had spent uh, a bunch of effort beforehand making sure that the hotel staff that was scheduled to be on while our event was going on knew very clearly way ahead what was going to be happening. To sort of stand up in, in front of like 50 different hotel staff at, at their hotel staff all hands and say, hey, you're going to see people running around in diapers in your hotel. And if you're not okay with that, you should uh, switch your slots out now. Uh, and then we also did things like uh, encouraging the hotel staff to dress up in, in sort of appropriate clothes, uh, to interact with our attendees if they so felt comfortable. And I think that sort of went towards uh, helping 
extend the, the, the vibe that I mentioned before. Uh, we, uh, I was listening to one of our attendees that had a VR chat sort of podcast afterwards, and they were recounting a uh, interaction that they had with one of the staff in the restaurant. They were sitting in a high chair, which we had provided uh, high chairs for the restaurant. And so the attendee sitting in the high chair and they were recounting this thing when the uh, when the server brought over the check at the end, initially they were going to hand it to the person in the high chair and they're like, oh, wait, no, you're too little to have a check. I'm, I'm going to give it to over here. And and the, pers uh, the person in the high chair just, you know, like beat red. I was like, oh my God, I love this so much. And, you know, it's just those little things that we'd encourage the hotel staff to do to our attendees. And it, that memory is going to stick in that person's head like forever. And so I think the the, the prep that we did with the hotel staff beforehand re really helped. Um, uh, there was one other thing that, that and, and this is sort of a follow-on from what Evox was saying about the school thing. One of the classes that they did was uh, teaching uh, the class uh, how to sing. And I was not yeah, actually... Yeah, it was so cute. I was not actually part of that. I didn't actually go to the session, but I was walking through the lobby and as part of sort of the the end of the class, they had brought uh, the class out into the lobby of the hotel and they were singing what they had learned. And uh, I, I just sort of was walking through the lobby and it, and it caught me off guard. I didn't realize that this was going to happen. So it was a very spontaneous thing. And I kind of got emotional over it. It's like, I, like I, I cried from just seeing this this group of littles that had sort of gone through this class of learning to sing and they were singing beautifully in the hotel lobby it was it was it was very moving i actually stuck my nose in when they were doing their scales and stuff so they they improved like greatly from the from the very get go like there was 25 littles and they they it was just so cute um they they really uh we had a good teacher Miles, I'll throw it up to you up there in the crib. You know, as I listen to the both of them talk about all this, uh, I hear actual preschool, brat panel, level of, level of consent wristbands, regression shots, singing, and, the, and we already have immaculate vibes, so I'll use a different phrase. I get this feeling of fresh, like fresh con, like fresh ideas roaming around. What, in your own words, what would you say was kind of like the vibe, the mood, of the whole con because i feel i didn't go but i have this sense of that it was just fresh everything just was nice shiny and like full of energy it was it was definitely all those things um from my perspective the most important parts was openness and kindness we go to a lot of events and a very few do i see the hotel staff gush literally at every turn about the attendees, about how much fun it is, about how genuine people are, about how polite, considerate. You know, it's very easy to attend a bigger event and think about the fact you're going as an attendee and you're there to receive an experience and it's to be handed to you. But the people who were attending Baby Furcon were participants in, in a bi-directional way. They were having a great time, but they were caring about the people around them, about the staff who'd put the event on, in terms of the baby furcon crew but also the hotel staff who were you know facilitating and participating you know one of the hotel managers wandering around a weekend in in like a a deer costume with little ears and a cute little tail and all of it you know it's it was fresh but it was also a an appropriately sized safe space where people could 
give back as well as take from it. I'm convinced the reindeer was one of us. But that's just a conspiracy theory. I'm convinced the staff member from the hotel who was in a skin tight reindeer suit with, with antlers is, is a furry. I'm convinced, but you know, I won't put them on blast. Do you know it was a staff person? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. And he just showed up to work they, in, a, in a skin tight oh, reindeer yeah. outfit. So, you know, the first day they were, they were like kind of vibing. They were just in like a t-shirt chilling, you know, like all of the staff was pretty like casual for this hotel specifically. The second day, I walked down to the actually Miles and I walked down to the 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 hotel lobby and he's vacuuming the carpet in a skin tight reindeer costume, just like living his best life. And I'm like, this is a hotel staff member and he is he is here for us in a way that like we did not expect. I mean, like they had like bluey t-shirts on, they were like, you know, we're doing other things. Um and one of the the wait staff carried a plushie the entire con and like you know, let, let people hold it and, and all kinds of things like that. But like, they were, they were more involved than we expected. Like we had these conversations. How would you make it special? was like the general manager's question. And we were like, well, if you would offer to seat people in the high chairs, or if you would, you know, make sure that they, they get all buckled in and secure, that would be great. But they took that and they were like, Oh no, 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 no. We're, we're willing to do so, so much more. We're going to bring you your reindeer. We're going to have like, you know, we, I started memorizing the bartenders, because uh, that's, a, that's a habit that I have. So we had uh, Riri, we had Rainbow, we had Joe and Josh, actually, no, Josh is not the right one. We had Joe and Jeff. Um, and, you know, we were, we were getting so well, like, they knew what we wanted. I mean, Miles bought a couple too many bottles of, um, well white white sparkly and so you know they they champagne darling champagne yes of course he has champagne Um, taste yeah he did he did um for the most part on his own tab but well you know every once in a while online um and so it was it was just it was really um you know we don't have to include the champagne part that's funny because Joe mostly bug, bugged me every time he saw me in the parking lot. He's like, another bottle? And I was like, oh, God, we've had too many. Um, you know, <laughs> but like that was that was sort of the place that, that you could find uh, Kago and I occasionally is we would we would sort of take up roost in the in the heart of the hotel, which was the bar and the restaurant area. Right. And so we would we would be very busy. We we're kind of interrupt driven uh, during during the event. But, you know, we would sit down and that would be kind of our 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 kind of place to observe. Uh, and one of the things that I, I felt really impressed by was that uh, the environment that we had created was not one where folks were afraid of us. They were they're willing to walk up and say, thank you for X. And also, here's my little like tidbit of feedback or, you know, like they were coming straight up to the con chair and the vice con chair. We're not scary people. We're here to like make sure you're having a good time. And I think that that's sort of the, the way that we were carrying ourselves. And so we got to have lots of like, conversations with folks that would have been strangers previously um, where they were just telling us how good a time they were having and, you know, what they were excited about. And I think I checked the schedule for our attendees on my cell phone more times than uh, they did. Um, <laughs> what's what's happening this hour? Oh, one second. Let me just get it open. Here you go. That's the calendar. And so we, we've got little feedback items that we're taking from these sort of experiences. But overall, I was just really pleased. All right. So you have five, almost 500 people go to this baby for a con. Um, 
it's already been a couple of days. What is the what has been the feedback online, right? So people went, they were able to experience it, process it. What have you seen online? What are people saying online about it? Um, Kago, I'll go with you first. I've just been sort of inundated with the number of responses that I've seen. Obviously, I'm looking out for for it, so I, I think there's probably some observer bias, but. I just want to read a couple of tweets that that, that, that come across my uh, desk. Um, the first one's from Krinkleserg, and he says, as one who's been to 100-plus Furrycons to the point where a lot of them are old hat, Baby Furcon is special. I can't really describe how this weekend has been. Thank you so much to all the staff who made this happen. I'll pick one other one. This is from Ryan Retriever. He says, y'all, Baby Furcon was the best con I've ever been to. Flames 100 heart. Hmm. Incredibly well run, great roomies, excellent vibe, and just the best people. Love meeting so many of you. Thank you all for letting me be a baby puppy all weekend. I will one thousand percent be going again next year. Uh, yeah, just and 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 I probably have, and I'm not exaggerating, like forty more that have just come across my my plate in the last, uh, you know, since the con of people just just gushing over it. Yeah, he's not lying. He sent me all 400 of those Twitter no, jokes. <laughs> um, Evox, what? It was what, only like 25 of them, but still no, a lot. Let the listeners think that there's 200. Um, Evox, what have you seen? What have you seen online? What are, what what are people saying online that you've seen? Uh, so I I have it on good authority that uh, a handful of boys have not even gone back to underwear since our event. Um, I I don't want to call anyone out by name, Buckley or felon or uh you know several others um, drag you know, them <laughs> drag them uh you know so like one of the things that i think i've enjoyed the most because uh, one of the areas that that i spent a lot of time working with uh kind of our staff on was like some of the artwork right and so one of the things we made a big deal about in our closing ceremony was giving away the no diapers in the pool sign um and we didn't just give that one away. Like we're going to retheme next year. So we gave away a couple other of our signs. And so like, I've seen photos of folks with our main stage sign in front of their like home media center. I've seen photos of our um, classroom sign, you know, and, and like things like that keep popping up in my timeline. So I'm just like, I'm really like living for all the folks that are, trying to kind of keep the con experience going by by setting these signs up and being like, oh yeah, no diapers in the pool, you know, or whatever. Um, Buckley specifically was called out in our closing ceremonies and given that sign for his hot tub at his house. Uh, so, you know, we've got we've got folks like that who I think are kind of trying to keep the con alive and 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 take these things and kind of share their memories by keeping these photos going. And and so I'm I'm loving all of that. Um, I think you know, that's like, that's the thing that I'm seeing the most now is, is like photos that our, our con photographers took. Mm -hmm. um, oh, did you link the bedtime one or the, the Band-Aid one? Yes. This is Band-Aid oh, yes. who took one of our no diapers in the pool signs. He now has it at home next to his pool and he tweeted about it. Yes. Oh, yes. I'll post that in the show. It's actually really cute. That's actually really classy too. Yeah. I mean, we had a, so this was actually a design that Smokey Aussie had worked on for us that was originally going to be a sublimation t-shirt. Um, and then we didn't end up going the sublimation t-shirt route. We ended up with like a vinyl print t-shirt with our logo on the sleeve. And so it was like, we really still should use this artwork. Um, and so we turned it into our like printing and signage stuff. And it really like brought the theme together. We even had a printer sitting in con ops where we could print that design with anything we needed. 
uh, sort of like as a emergency measure, we need a sign to say diapers go in this, this trash bin, which we definitely did. Um, and things along those lines. But yeah, I mean, I think, I think the part that I'm enjoying the most is, it's like seeing people share their experiences. Um, you know, we, we shared a lot of stats during the closing ceremonies, but you know, those are all statistics. Like what, what really like matters to me and the stuff that's like kind of keeping that con high going for me is just seeing, you know, folks who went to our school photo day and got in front of the laser background. And like, so they're like, Aww. yeah, yeah, there's like, there's actually, we had like the goofiest, you know, like school photo laser background and, you know, like all those sorts of things. There's, there's photos of our, um, like after con, like our parking lot had a whole bunch of chalk where like uh, different attendees drew things. There's like, heck, there was like uh, all kinds of different stuff. There's, you know, folks are, like, you know, on my timeline, drink up, bitch, and they're pouring booze into the mouth of one of the things that was in the parking lot the day after con. It's like, all right, all right, you know, calm down. Uh, but, you know, it's it's really, it's cute to see, you know, what it meant to everybody and sort of, you know, seeing the ways that they've been able to share it, even though it's event, like an event that doesn't necessarily mean you're going to have a lot of photos to share. Um, and so we gave a couple mechanisms for that to happen. And it's cool to see that it worked because folks are still able to kind of get something out to share their weekend other than the red photos. Um, though, you know, I actually took several of my own red photos in the bar. And, you know, every time I posted a red photo, it was exactly what I described it to be. Um, me and my my besties at the bar, you know, that sort of thing. Mm -hmm. um, and I was I was absolutely there with several friends, you know, when I you took the photo. You should explain the, the red photo thing, because it happens at Capcom too. It's because there's the red security stickers over people's phones. So right. they pull their phone out to take a picture, and it's just red. Right, right, right. Yeah, yeah. Well, I, I heard you guys had an interesting photo policy during Baby Furcon. Just really quick, what was the interest, what, what was the interesting nuance of your photo policy compared to others? Well, so uh, we we did similar to Capcom. Your attendees are not allowed to take photos anywhere in convention space. But what we did is we had scheduled areas, and I know Capcom does this as well, where uh, it was actually on the schedule to say, we we're going to be doing photos in the playroom at this time. We're going to be doing photos in the school at this time. We're going to be doing photos at the pool at this time. And so what we'd done is we'd come up with this trusted photographer program where we'd given training to uh members of our staff that were going to be trusted photographers in terms of you need to make sure that you get consent of every single person that's going to be in the photo. You need to make sure that you're not taking it where somebody could be accidentally walking into the background. Uh, and then we built the system to give them a mechanism that they could share with our attendees without our, our attendees having to disclose any kind of contact information. So the way that we did that is on each of our attendees' badges, they got to choose their uh, their badge name. Mm -hmm. And then on the badge was also a number that was unique to them. And it was just like, you know, 23, 64, 52. It, 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 the, the number's meaningless to, to anyone else. But what we did for our trusted photographers is we gave them uh, a portal on our, on our attendees-only website where they could take the, the photos that they'd taken of our attendees with consent. They would then just enter that attendee number, and then our system would get the photo to that attendee. And so the attendee never had to disclose information to some photographer that maybe they don't know who they are. Uh, and so we'd sort of set up this this trusted oh. uh, uh, right. photography exchange system. This isn't an exchange of email addresses. This is no personal information at all. 
does that mean in the portal, like the photos were tagged just by the person's number? So like you only saw the photos you were in? Exactly. Correct. That's so they genius. go direct to direct to attendee. Um, and you could also, if it was a group photo, you could do comma separated and share it to all of them at once. Where did you get this? Is this new technology? Did you yeah. get a baby to make this technology? <laughs> so, like, uh, Fun fact, it was Kago's idea, but uh, we wrote it together. So we, we, we dubbed it uh, Crinkle Connect, and we actually even kicked off a trademark with our parent organization. So we have a little TM next to it, but it, we call it Crinkle Connect. And it's something that we would be happy to let other conventions or spaces that need this similar level of privacy um, to like leverage, uh, yeah. it, would, it would take a bit of an integration and some conversations, but we would totally be happy to make this available to other folks. Cause it was, that, you know, that, a genius, just complete genius. Um, I just want to share some of the things that, that were sent to me. Bubblegum sent, uh, was a volunteer at baby for con. He, he enjoyed his volunteership there. He said he enjoyed the playroom. I've heard nothing but great things about the playroom flax flash key. <laughs> Uh, I, I'm so sorry if I'm saying your name wrong. This person uh, commented, uh, best con, what baby fur community needed? And so now I want to deep dive into that conversation, right? So you have Capcom that kind of caters to your age players. You have, um, you know, I know that there's other furry conventions out there in the oh, world. Sure. But this to me, and correct me if I'm wrong, this is the first baby fur con. Um, why was it so important to have an exclusive just baby fur con? I think that this is a, it sort of comes into the, the term baby fur. And I think it's somewhat similar to the way that, you know, furry conventions are not just for furries. Uh, it, it, you'll see that there's other sort of uh, people that like to attend furry conventions that would call themselves scaly, for for example, you know, like dragons. Well, they, they don't have fur, but they still fit under the umbrella of furry. And so I think a similar term applies to baby fur. And baby fur is sort of the subset of furries that are into some sort of ABDL. So we still have kid furs. Uh, we have bigs. Uh, you know, we have the whole spectrum that you'll see inside ABDL. And so baby fur is kind of an umbrella term to think about ABDLs that are in the furry space. So even though we use the term baby fur a lot, uh, it's just sort of a, a, a catch-all umbrella uh, phrase. Well, and baby furs kind of run the world anyways. So we did deserve an event. Um, <laughs> um, mostly, mostly saying that facetiously. But I mean, we have we have friends that are you know board members and con chairs and. Uh, staff members of all of these other events and one of the, the pieces of feedback that we hear probably most often is like when can we have the space where we can feel safe to do our own thing because it, baby fur is definitely something that in certain spaces in in the in the wrong person's mouth can be used as sort of a negative phrase um and we don't we don't see it that way right it, baby fur is uh, and at least for myself and and um, so we'll, we'll start with, you know, speaking for myself, baby fur has been a thing that has helped me with a lot of self-acceptance, right? It helps me understand, um, you know, my place in the universe to some degree, but also just sort of, you know, it's okay to, to feel loved in this way and to, to experience these things and to, um, I don't know, like 
be yourself, right? Like some of this is just part of who we are. And so, you know, when we're participating in these larger spaces, when we're at bigger conventions, you know, there's there's some level of, of acceptance now where you can run around in short alls and you can you can be in a onesie under a, a what you're wearing and have a have a hoodie on and you know, you, but you're not it's not a place that is safe for you. It's a place that you're making yourself known in. And so I think that the magic for our event and the reason that that I don't even think that it's necessarily a unique idea, idea, we just sort of happen to be the folks that got it off the ground first, is that, you know, people have been wanting a place to feel like they don't have to justify their existence in this community. They just want a place to exist as they are. And so we provided that, um, you know, even in our virtual events um, over the, la- the last couple of years, we've been putting a lot of effort into going, you know, this is a place where we can come together and get to know each other and have community and, and feel safe and feel loved. And, you know, the, the in-person convention is just sort of the end goal of all of that prior work, right. Is okay. Now let's make it real. Let's now let's get together and, and be this large crinkly family. Um, And I don't necessarily think that the idea itself is revolutionary, but I think the, the, the way that we put it together and some of those sorts of things are rather unique. Um, being that we are very community driven, being that we are uh, pretty open and honest about the way that we run things, the way that we intend to continue to run things, like all of that, we're very, we're very transparent. And I think that that is one of the things that um, will help us to continue to be successful and to continue to listen to our community. But, um, you know, just being baby for con is, is a whole lot more than just a whole bunch of furries that wear diapers that go to one thing, um, you know, once a year. I think it's it's a it's a kind of a community desire to have a space that is safe. Miles, I'll throw it up to you up in the crib, being a giant baby, sogging up the whole place. Um, did you see a need after going to all these other conventions? Did you see a need of a baby fur centric convention? In the same way that I've seen the need for an ABDL convention, the as these guys have touched on, you know, ABDLs, baby fairs are involved in organising most of the major fairy conventions around the world, not just in the US. Um, you know, the, the number of uh, con chairs, uh, you know, board members from various cons internationally that uh, have passed across my uh, changing mat is always makes me laugh. It was absolutely essential that finally that community had its own space uh, where it could be wholly authentic. You know, otherwise it's just a trope where baby fairs go to a convention and someone leaves a diaper in a place they shouldn't. There was none of that at this event. There was no icking out staff. There was no, you know, faux pas, mishap. There was no one jumping in the pool in a diaper. You know, there was just people being completely themselves in a considerate, kind way. I, I think this was the right moment. I think the way that these guys pulled it off uh, demonstrated that it was the right time. For me, uh, you know, it was important that this community's needs were met, as it is every other community that we work with. So I bet after listening to this podcast, you're going to get a ton of people wanting to go next year. Let's say, let's say if someone didn't identify as a furry or even a baby fur, uh, could they go next year? Or is this you have to show your furry card and then you're admitted in? <laughs> no way. Let's answer it all at once. I, I, all right. Three, two, one. Yes, of course. 
Absolutely. Know, only, only one per. Oh, okay. <laughs> uh, yeah, I was gonna say, wow, you really, you really waited on that one. Yeah, sorry. You have to edit those on top of each other. Um... Uh, yeah, absolutely. In fact, I, I was gonna. The reason why I was having trouble answering that question is that we didn't even have that restriction for our first year. We had, I would right. say, probably ten percent of the people that came to Baby Furcon did not identify as furry, and we actually asked this question in sort of the their registration and the demographics. Uh, you know, what sort of subset do you identify with? Are you just furry, ABDL? What what sort of, uh, are you, if you're furry, are you doing sort of uh, baby fur, middle fur, big, that kind of thing. So uh, we had a, a significant number of people come to our con that were not furries at all. Wonderful. Let's go into, so you've already kind of said that you're already kind of planning for next year. Before we get into all those details, what do you think, would change, right? You already you had people already messaging feed, feedback. What what do you think you're like? I'm gonna change that next year. Uh, in, in my mind, the 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 top two things that that uh, I would like to change. Of course, this is by no means a commitment of of what we may change. These are just ideas at this point. Uh, <laughs> I would like it to be a day longer. Uh, I, I would love us to have more time so we could have more panels, have the hotel for longer. Uh, I think the first time around we were, since this was our first time doing a hotel buyout for baby furs, we were like, let's not overcommit ourselves the first time around and end up with a whole bunch of uh, room nights that we'll have to pay for. It seems weird to say that we were trying to be conservative when we sold 500 registrations and bought out a hotel like months ahead of our actual event. But yeah, we were definitely trying to play it safe. Uh, and then I think the other thing that I would do, I mean, we have a laundry list of feedback we've collected already <laughs> yeah. that, that, that we plan to implement. But the other one that's high on my list is the, the pool, the, the, the pool centric part of, of our event was so popular. Love to uh, uh, have our pool deck open longer hours. Evox, what, what, what is on, what is in your back burner of what you might want to change for next year? Gosh, um, I, so I, I think that the comment that I made to you, K-Girl, on Tuesday uh, was, gosh, I wish I had tried all of these menu options before I like committed to the names that we put on the menu. Um, like, Because we, we legitimately had the kitchen make homemade baby food, but they called it like vegetable puree. And so like nobody really ordered it, but they were literally making baby food. And oh, so and no get, one like, got it? Oh, because it looked... Oh. oh, well, I mean, a handful of folks got it after I realized, like, you know, I saw it go out one time, and I was like, oh, shoot. And so I, one morning, I actually ordered it for Kago, and I I fed him baby food at the bar while I'm having coffee, and, like, here comes the airplane. And so, like, we're just chilling, and I'm feeding him baby food, and we keep having staff members come by and give him a spoonful at a time. And so, like, after the people knew that these menu items were what they were, they started really getting into them. But... You know, I think the thing that I would like to change is is to like slim down that menu, get it really, really tight, and then also probably have the larger, fancier menu for like the the bigs uh, or the folks that are like, you know what, I really would like some asparagus. I mean, maybe asparagus is still a bad idea at a baby fur con, but like, you know, I, I want some veggies on the side, or I want you know very very specific things that the the hotel already offers. Um, 
I mean, that's that's one of the areas that I think is going to be the easiest to lean into because they were just so wonderful working with us. Uh, but it, we just sort of ran out of time for that one. Like I, I, if I had flown out one more time, I think I could have sat down and, and taste tested everything and then been like, all right, so that's what we should call this. So that's what we should call that. And, you know, the, the ice cream, there were so many like wonderful things that were sort of surprises or like we had <laughs> and they've actually so we had um, s'mores on the menu and everybody thinks, uh -huh. oh, OK, yeah, yeah. You think, OK, you're going to get like a little baggie of marshmallows and chocolates and graham crackers. Nope. They bring you a fire to your table and you are wow. roasting your own marshmallows at the table. And so that was such a huge success that they have decided to add that to their permanent menu. Wow. And this is just something the chef came up with because we were like, well, wouldn't it be great if we could do s'mores by the pool? And they were like, oh, I don't know about that. And then he was like, but I could do that at the table. And we were like, what? Even better. Yeah. Yeah. Even better. You have a high chair and you're doing s'mores on your high chair. Like it was, it was really uh, the, the menu that the head chef, the executive chef was so thoughtful. Um, and I think that the, the, like it, for me next year, I just want to kind of lean into that again and just like make that even more special and make that even more fine tuned. Cause it's, I think one of the areas that we ran out of time for this year, we actually lucked out that they were so awesome because they, they provided us with a menu that was already outstanding. Um, but with like some minor feedback, I think we would end up in an even better place. Yeah, I want to give a huge shout out to Chef Stefan at the hotel. He just he just hit it out of the park. One more food. There were so many good food items. There's one more that I want to uh, call out that was amazing <laughs> was the Dino Nuggies. Uh, you know, on, on sort of surface level, you're like, oh, Dino Nuggies. Uh, but I have seen so many people rave about the Dino Nuggies online about how these were the best Dino Nuggies they've ever had in their life was at Baby Furcon. Yeah, it sounded like you have a gourmet menu. Uh, Miles, other than a soggy diaper, um, what would you change about uh, Baby Furcon? <laughs> um, it's really hard. You know, I, I say I go to a lot of events, and this was the most fun I'd had in a long time at an event. Uh, I would have loved... You know, we talked about it a lot. I, I would love it to be bigger but then on the flip side making it bigger would spoil some of the things that i enjoyed i would love more people to be able to experience it but it was something really special and really ephemeral you know i think adding an extra day would be great so people can arrive and and settle in and, and feel that vibe for longer but I, I loved the fact that it was fleeting and and brief and that we before we knew it it was over um you know everyone worked so so hard uh i think deeper tie-ins to the surrounding organizations uh, in the community so as with every con right there are people who who save hard and work hard to get there um and who want to enjoy being away but not necessarily at, at hotel prices um but we wandered down to the local diner and walked in and they're like oh god you've come from this event and they're like we've had our, we've had the best weekend your guys have been so kind because people had gone and ventured away from the hotel and so uh, not so much to change but something to work on for next year would be deeper ties in the businesses and organizations that surround the venue uh, and make sure that you know both the those venues those spaces and the convention attendees know that this is a friendly space that you can go if you want something different um, and to give those businesses bless them uh, a little warning that, that 500 hungry people are about to descend on them and say, hey, we want a burger. Um, 
but I, I have nothing but praise for for how the first in-person baby fur con went. One other thing I want to bring up, you know, there's not a lot of cons on the West Coast, at least not ABDL diaper related. And I think it's so interesting that you picked Santa Cruz, right? Like someone, if someone was like, oh, there's going to be a diaper con uh, on the West Coast, you would think like, oh, maybe Seattle, maybe San Francisco, maybe Los Angeles, maybe San Diego, Santa Cruz. So let me ask the question, did Santa Cruz work? And is Santa Cruz going to be the destination for Baby Fur Con next year? I think Santa Cruz worked so well. Uh, the layout of like where the overflow hotels were, the like Miles mentioned, the other restaurants around there, the boardwalk, the beach. It, there's just so much good stuff in Santa Cruz. Um, when we had first announced that we were going to do our first in-person convention, we had said that we, it was going to be in Vegas. And the reason we'd said that was because we had figured that when we started talking to hotels, the Vegas hotels would be the most receptive to the type of event that we want to put that we wanted to put on. And so we'd we'd put together this um, RFP that we sent to like hundreds of hotels, uh, and the ones in Vegas, we we went out there and we toured maybe three or four of them. And they, they just, the, the layout didn't work or we didn't get clicking with the staff. Uh, it just, you know, it just didn't feel right. And so when, when we were sort of striking out a lot on talking to hotels in Vegas and then we're like, well, we're all based in, in the San Francisco Bay Area. Let's start talking to hotels around here. Uh, and when we started sort of venturing a little wider and then we talked to uh, hotels in Santa Cruz and, and, and there was just like, it clicked. We, we just sort of, as soon as we started talking to them, we could see that they understood what we were trying to do. They really got us. They appreciated what we were trying to do. And so we just kind of like snapped into into that location. So I, I think yeah, it works really well. The first time you actually came on site and met them, didn't they serve you something interesting? So the very first time we're doing our on-site meeting, I was, I was dressed in overalls and a onesie. Uh, this is the first time they're meeting me. And the very first time that, we're meeting them. It was over a, over a lunch appointment, and they served us dino nuggies, grilled cheese, uh, basically all the kind of like kid food that you would. It, it, so they they had really like looked into it. They understood what we were doing. So it's like that just sort of set the tone for our our conversations with them from then on. It, so even fun. several of the times that I was on site, they sort of were like very much like nodding and smiling as we would explain ourselves to them because they were well aware of who we were and what we were about, like in a way that was not normal for most hotels. They were just really chill. They were really on top of it. I mean, they, they brought us a whole spread with like sippy cups and fruit snacks. It's like a vibe check for their store. Like, so this is maybe what we're thinking of putting in the store. And this is like the general manager has gone out and just like raided a target and like got all of the things that he thinks are like going to get us excited. And he was like spot on. There was like pop tarts. There's all kinds of things. It's super cute. They were like so thrilled to be able to like lean in and, and like, we're just, we were just the most fun that they had all year very clearly. And I think it's, it's really difficult to find uh, a hotel that you mesh with so well. You, you really don't know until you've actually like spent some time with them and run an event there. So I think we we just we uh, resonated so well with with that hotel. Uh, it, it seems like a very good fit for us. Do you think you'll do Baby Furcon um, same time next year? Same time next year? <laughs> mm, 
I think you're going to have to wait and and look at our social media. I think I think if I had to commit to an answer, I think it would be a similar time next year. Um, okay. But we're we have some open conversations that still haven't been resolved yet, where we're we're trying to place the date, um, place the you know pick the pick the hotel. Um, you know, we're we're not committing to anything, especially if if our hotel staff is is listening right now. We love you so much. But you have to give us a good deal or we're not coming back. Um, so, you know, we, we're definitely, I, I think it would be hard to say, you know, that we're not heavily considering the same hotel. I think they were wonderful to us. And um, I think the same time frame would be great, uh, generally speaking. Um, but, you know, there's so many open conversations that we have to have internally. We haven't had our retro net yet. That's next weekend. So we're, we're kind of getting to you early because you, you, you caught us, uh, but um, the 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 short answer is: I would expect you would see some of that information coming out in the next couple of weeks. Awesome. Well, I am excited for Baby Furcon. Whatever you have planned for next year, uh, we absolutely sh- will do something next year, though. Like, uh, like we could say that we there absolutely will do something next year. I'm very excited for it. Um, if Chef Estefan and the reindeer staff member are listening, um, just know that you're getting a special shout out. Um, thank you, thank you, thank you, Evox, Kago, and Miles for coming to Newsy's Nook and talking about Baby Furcon. Can you believe I've been locked for three weeks? I am so horny. If you're still going strong, congrats. If you stumbled along the way, all good. I hope you've enjoyed the ride. Let's get a quick check-in with Brositter. Hey, buddy. I just wanted to take a moment and congratulate you on how far you've come. You've got one week to go, and you have been such a good boy. Every week, day in, day out, I know how much of a struggle it's been. I know how hard it's been on you and for everybody who's participating in Locktober just to hold on have the self-discipline and self-control to make it all the way through Locktober, and here you are, almost at the finish line, one week left. There's not much more to go, but all your discipline and hard work have paid off. And I know how hard it's been. Well, how hard a lot of things have been. Every day, it just gets a little bit harder, a little bit tighter, a little bit more fussy. Your brain and All your thoughts inside of it are just getting a little more cloudy, a little more huffy, a little more excitable. And the longer it's gone on, the harder it's getting. And this week will probably be the hardest week of all. All that built-up hormonal energy, all that pent-up energy, it's, well, it's going to be hard to hold back. But I know you can do it. I know all of you can do it. It'll be tough, but you've only got one more week to go. And then, whatever happens, happens. (laughs) Maybe you'll do no net November. Maybe you'll have a grown-up help you milk. Whatever the case is, I'm proud of you for having the perseverance to make it this far. And whatever happens this next week, just make sure that you hold on and be a good boy, and everything will turn out okay. Proud of you, buddy.
right, kiddos. Before we go, this episode was sponsored by DF3, Diapered Fancy's Fetish Factory, and AB Universe. Use promo code NEWSY10 at checkout for a 10% discount on the ABU website. All right, kiddos. I gotta go change. See ya. Bye. Bye.